it work? It worked. Cool. It's working. We're here. We're here. It's working. And what yep. is this? <laughs> you want me to answer? Yeah, I totally do. I want you to answer. Or is it a rhetorical question? Wasn't that like into everyone's little, prior knowledge? That's like a weird little laugh, so disregard as we listen to Christina <laughs> say what this is. Oh, I'm Ashley. Wow. I'm Christina. And this is a place within where this week and every week we get to the thoughts <laughs> in our hearts. <laughs> we get to the thoughts of our feelings, hearts, and desires. <laughs> Uh, get to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, where we trust we will find the gospel and our need for it. And y'all, it is there. It is there. It's there in this weird stomach ache that's telling me that maybe I do have that gluten allergy that I thought maybe I had a while ago. It's there in the fact that my dresser that I talked about a couple weeks ago actually did fall apart. And now all my clothes are in a box. That's so disappointing. (laughs) It's there in the fact that I can't find my my regular computer charger so i'm using this old computer (laughs) that conveniently actually allows me to record my voice without having to press the button 50 times uh and i'm here in it's here in this bed that's covered in all my crap because my dresser fell apart and a bunch of mysteries man amen it's here in the fact that it's snowing just so Ooh. much in Colorado right now. Is that is that not supposed to happen? It's October. It's not uh, supposed to happen. It happens here. I forgot about that. That's um, nice. I want to move there. Do do it. Maybe and this has been a place. Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe I will. Oh man, well, I was. I'm just excited about the gospel in the heart, the core of our thoughts, feelings, and desires. Um. Which, yeah, I think that if you're new to this podcast and you don't already know this, or if it's just not been that clear and you have been listening to our podcast, we try to help each other and hopefully others recognize gospel truths and things that might not seem that related to them on the onset. Um, Related to the people or to the gospel? To the gospel. Or both. Weird. Um, Or, you know, they could be super related. We just need to recognize that it's possible to recognize Jesus, um, his life, death, and resurrection in all the circumstances of our life. Um, but sometimes it's just a little bit more clear than others. So when yes. Kanye West, the mm. Kanye West, drops mm. a gospel album, mm-hmm. we have to get to the heart of it. <laughs> you know, we do. But can I, before we do that, say something yes. that Pope Francis told me today that I just thought was so good? Yeah. Should have had this more on hand you don't have any banter in the meantime the problem is that i have a cold and so my ability to search and banter at the same time is just super Uh, compromised i like can barely think about one thing at the same time so also you know heads up christina and everyone else i'm super stoked to talk to you this week but if i just stop making sense it's that I thought it would be imprudent to take NyQuil before recording the podcast, but I actually needed some. Prudence. Right judgment in action. Also, yeah, good job. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know I'm a catechist, right? Right, yes. <laughs> I just wanted I just to kidding. congratulate you for your contribution. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if I just see so much during this But I'm episode, being honest. Be Father Rob taught me that. Okay, I can't find it. This is so <laughs> Are we still waiting for this quote? Okay. Can I tell a middle schooler story? Absolutely. This is just a classic middle schooler moment. Absolutely. One of our, what would one it, of our favorites. What would it be? It would not be an episode of A Plays Within without a middle school story. I'm yeah. stuck. It was just so classic. Eighth grader, one of my little sons, uh, he's real smart. And he writes on his little whiteboard an answer to a question. How many neutrons are on this thing? He subtracted the atomic mass from the atomic number, but he didn't round. And I'm like, oh, like, make sure you round. And he's like, this is more accurate. And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't think it is because um, I don't think that we should make it seem like there are parts of neutrons in there. And he's like, oh, you don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I said, uh, okay, like, explain it to me. And he said, no. <laughs> You'll never understand. <laughs> that is so middle school. And if it doesn't get resolved in middle school, it will stay. 
it will stay. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of talk these days about a relatable teen. And I just think, really, what a relatable teen is, who a re- relatable teen is, is that kid. What, like, that you can relate to the teen? My science homework is actually, I'm trying to get you to understand me. <laughs> and correcting, exactly. <laughs> correcting my work means not understanding me. This is resonating deeply <laughs> with the girl who walked out on their piano teacher because she said that she, <laughs> she was playing something wrong, which she was playing wrong, but she liked it the way that it was and didn't want to change. And so she left. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of playing instruments this weekend, I helped staff a retreat and on Saturday morning, I walked in ready ready for anything, ready to do whatever the leaders needed me to do. And the music director comes over to me and goes, hey, Christina, do you play the cajon? And I said, no, I don't. And he said, well, this is a little exaggerated. So if you were there when this happened, like, please don't police me. I don't remember the words. Um, <laughs> but it was you know basically like, about. well, would you play the cajon? And I said, well... I don't know how to play the cajon. It's just slapping a box. The retreat was all about relinquishing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know what I did when I sat down on this box? Is I said, <laughs> Holy Spirit. Like, thump, thump, teach. pat, thump, thump, pat, <laughs> thump, thump, pat, thump, literally. Pat, thump, thump, literally. pat. I was like, Holy Spirit, teach me to play the cajon. And uh, here we are. Miracles I are am, happening every day. I am now a cajon player. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um... I want to shout out Vince for stomping on the floor in a way that I can follow. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you go, Vince. Thank you, Vince. I'm going to read Did you find your quote yet? And then I found it. <laughs> okay, she and, found it. Um, then for all of you who are like, sick, I clicked on this episode because they were going to talk about Kanye. We'll do it. Um, all right. Okay. Oh, this is from Joy of the Gospel, paragraph 164. The charisma okay. is Trinitarian. The fire of the Spirit is given in the form of tongues and leads us to believe in Jesus Christ, who by his death and resurrection reveals and communicates to us the Father's infinite mercy. Read it again. Take two. The charisma is Trinitarian. The fire of the Spirit is given in the form of tongues and leads us to believe in Jesus Christ, who by his death and resurrection reveals and communicates to us the Father's infinite mercy. And I love that because I think that the Father and the Holy Spirit are implied when we talk about the gospel, but we get a Uh, little fixated on Jesus and we come to know who Jesus is through the power and the working of the Holy Spirit and Jesus, who by his death and resurrection, like the purpose of that was to communicate the Father's infinite mercy. The charisma is Trinitarian. I just thought that that was so epic that I had to share it even before the end of the episode. Wow. Even before. Even even before. And now. In, in before air. Anyways. Okay. Um, air spelled E-R-E. <laughs> oh, this is so poetic. Just like Kanye. Yeah. Well, you know what else? I played this because we were between topics. Like, we finished two units for this is back uh, to seventh school. grade. And I said, guys. Well, but it's going to fit. I said, guys, we could either jump in or we can analyze Kanye's new album and they said the second one please and you're like wow he doesn't say anything profane so I I actually can yeah this kid was like you gotta I know he was like you gotta pick the clean version and I was like they're all clean um but you know what they weren't about it the way I was anyways go on so let's let's get into it what are you what do you think what do you think Ashlyn okay. was the one who told me it was there and that I should listen to it. And I was like, okay. And shout out Gian, who reminded me that this is coming out and made me actually want to. Because, okay, we're in it now. I have been on the receiving end of many texts for the last couple of years, sending me songs by different artists that have some mention of Jesus, which is really exciting to people. When somebody that they listen to talks about their faith, it can be a source of inspiration and encouragement to someone who also mm-hmm. is desiring to live discipleship. Um, mm-hmm. Whether this is Sufjan Stevens or mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper, um, there have been these recognitions of 
artists who aren't in a Christian genre who talk about their Christian faith in some way in their music as being exciting and encouraging. A conversation that I've dabbled in and thought a lot about is, you know, is that Christian music? And I don't think that that's something that people can just decide. I don't think that there's some, like, this is a personal opinion, but yeah, I don't, I would find me what sort of scale or measurement I sound like such a jerk right now. Um, no, go ahead. No, that means like, oh, this this percentage of faith based content equals Christian artist or not. I mean, I right. think that this whole idea of genres is sort of like a radio construct, right? Of being yeah. able to sort certain kinds of music to the people that are most likely going to want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that genre really inherently has a ton to do with music's like content, unless like that genre means like sacred or secular. Um, and still, it's, it's not just like there's like some rubric that you check off it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Mm -hmm. but one thing that I've wondered about, especially with, yeah, like hip hop artists that I've listened to who talk about their faith, I think it's exciting that they talk about their faith. Um, but particularly in things that I've listened to a Chance the Rapper, this is no judgment upon chance but the things that are said sometimes are I feel like still furthering this idea of like I want to be the best I want to be the greatest I want to be awesome and like God being on my team makes me better yeah so that's what I was expecting that's that was like my mental environment when I clicked on Jesus is King by Kanye West um and that is not what I found right so it poses a question of like, what is Christian music or what's a better definition? Um, well, what are some things that we liked about the album? What were things that stuck yeah. out? I just want to talk about it all. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I want to know like first, what are your first impressions? I loved it. Yeah. I really, truly enjoyed most of it too. Um, I enjoy the wordplay that is so much a part of the art of rap. And I enjoyed listening to that in an environment that I didn't have to regret listening to it. Mm, mm-hmm. Like that, like, yeah, the brilliance of the genre now that I was like, what's well, a genre anyway, um, was yeah. conveyed in a way that was like uplifting or mm-hmm. made me think and didn't make me like sad. Right. It's pretty selfish, but that's where it's at. Um, but I thought that there were some just awesome vocals from the Sunday service choir. Yeah. They just completely shredded um like seriously it's not that long it's like less than 40 minutes 30 don't know seven minutes yeah go listen to it come back seriously okay great listen to the whole thing it's so good um well kind of so now it's crazy because like the first impression on the internet from like everybody is like this is so stupid um okay wait and yeah from everybody being like so, so it's not everybody, obviously, but like the resounding response is like, oh, typical Kanye doing something dumb. <laughs> like, I feel like I have a few things open here. Now, let me say, yeah, my feeling too. What? So it opens with this like gospel um, chorus with the song. What's the name of the first song? Every hour. Yeah, let's do a little. Let's do a little tour. A little, a little tour. Every hour where we have. Just a pump up, inviting us to sing till the power of the Lord comes down. Yeah. And then we jump into Sila, which was getting me. Yeah. Just like the thumping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does he say in there? I don't have any lyrics memorized, but okay. I can look which them part? Up. What do you got? What you the, got? At the very end, it's just like hooting, you know? Um, yeah. But okay, there's the part at the end. Where it's like, we got the product, we got the tools, we got the minds, we got the youth, we going wild, we on the loose. People yeah. is lying, we are the truth. Everything's all shall now become new. The leaves will be green, bearing the fruit. Love God and our neighbor as written in Luke, the army of God, we are the truth. And then it's like, and it's just like really exciting. Yeah, that pops so good. Up. And the, the intense hallelujahs throughout the hallelujah. the middle hallelujah. of it. Hallelujah. Yeah, it hallelujah. starts with this hallelujah. like, oh, like this. It's just a really excellent song, if you ask me. Like, starting with this, like, sort of almost, 
uh, like organ. Then he starts with like a slower rap and then hits it with the drums, like sort of intermittently. Jump in with a hallelujah chorus of how many? One, two, three, four, at least 32 hallelujahs. Uh, and then this thing that Ashley's talking about where it's just like builds and builds and builds and then they just celebrate. That's spectacular, right? They're like going to battle. Um, and I think it's interesting the way that like this is, okay, this is Music Student National. I'm not mad about it. Um, Kanye's like debut into the album. He doesn't sing in their first track. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like, he calls mm-hmm. back to things that are from previous songs, things from Life of Pablo, like Ultralight Beam gets a little bit of a shout out. And he talks about the album that was supposed to come out, Yandi, that was scrapped. Um, and how Jesus' sacrifice, I mean, Jesus Christ did the laundry. Um, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and, like, the atonement for sins changes things. Um, yes. Is how I'm reading this. And how mm-hmm. some of my friends on Genius Re- Lyrics are reading this. So, it's setting the tone here. Yes. And then... A song, Follow God, um, is, I think, like, a little bit more personal. I mean, some some of my favorite lines. I was looking at the gram. I don't even like likes. Mm-hmm. Um, screaming at my dad. He told me it ain't Christ-like. Um, and to me, this song is just kind of, like, the struggle yeah. of being who you are, um, being flawed, wanting mm-hmm. to change. And then it kind of ends with this, like, angry, kind of frustrated yell. Yeah. And he goes, ah! And you're like, oh, okay, okay, on to the next thing. Yeah. But you're right. It's a, like, it, that's exactly what I got from it. Just, like, this is the the struggle. And I think it's very important for the song to be a part of it. Um, because, yeah, like, in playing it for, playing part of it, part of the album for my students, there's this whole sort of, like, well, how can he be doing this if he's done all of this in the mm-hmm. past? Um, and of course, it's exactly what you said, Ashlyn and Sila, like the resurrection changes things and faith in that changes things. Um, and then he gives the audience this, um, I don't know, like a sort of description of, of his experience, the um, of the challenge of living a life that is not Christ-like, right? Um, both before and after um, conversion. Right. Well, and I don't want to interrupt our little tour here, but I think that that's the question that everybody's asking. Of, yes. You know, like, wow. You know, I mean, this is the first time I've ever sat down and listened to a Kanye album. Me too. Um, And there are just, I mean, it's, it's a reality that he's he's been a public figure for a long time. And yeah. he's a little bit infamous um and so yeah i think that just kind of getting into it Mm -hmm. there's this question that i experience that i was gonna say that like christians experience i think it's just me you know like i i said you know this okay is this actually going to be good is this actually going to be for god are you like using my man as a publicity stunt yeah but at the same time i think deeper in me is this attitude of the older brother from the, the parable of the prodigal yeah. son okay. that says okay. that I really like, I was baffled. I was thinking about like, oh my gosh, at the beginning of my walk of discipleship, how often was I thinking things like, you know, like I, was I praying for like Beyonce, for Justin Bieber, for Selena mm-hmm. Gomez, for Kanye West, for these like huge public figures to have these conversions. And three of those four that I listed I know of are like having some somewhat public yeah. conversions. Yeah. And I find myself and I hear my peers like kind of judging their conversions as not good enough. Exactly. Yeah. It's like we want people to be converted, but maybe in my heart, in our hearts as a Christian community, we still don't really believe that like God forgives all. We are still kind of Pharisees or can can yeah. be tempted yeah. towards that sin. Um, yeah. I think of, especially when it comes to the. Sorry. No. Yeah. You go on especially when it comes to the public figures. Um, And part of it is the jealousy um, of, you know, as much as we want to say that we desire humility and as much as we pray the uh, litany of humility, there's that sort of like, well, you get to be a Christian and you get to be rich and famous and everybody loves you. Like, great. Um, And that's like the, 
shallowest part of it. Um, and then I think there's also that, again, that fear of being duped and that fear of looking mm-hmm. stupid because, yeah, we live in the secular world that defaults to cynicism because it leads to less immediate disappointment. Mm, um, more about that. Yeah, so, like, if you say, if you have the lowest possible expectations of something and you assume that people's intentions are not so good, mm-hmm. then when they're not, then you won't be disappointed and you'll be able to look at everybody else who was hopeful and say, see, I told you so. And I think that that's the default for mo- most of culture, mm-hmm. um, especially about things that people see as kind of low risk, um, which would be anything that's not like an immediately political issue, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, and even the political issues, they get this too, but we do see in millennials like a little bit more of like a intense desire for justice and, and right in, um, in their perception of that, um, in politics, but then in more neutral situations, even, and this is neutral in terms of like pop culture. Okay. So you could have like expectations of a movie or expectations of an album or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but then in higher states, which they view as lower states in relationships that like so-and-so is going to disappoint me or, um, men are always going to be this way and women are Mm -hmm. always going to be this way. And all this, like, that's all just rooted in this expectation of a negative outcome. So I think that is what I'm seeing from a lot of what I read on the internet. It's like, this is Kanye's thing for now. Mm-hmm. He'll move on because they see it all as just the same thing. And I think that for me, um, that was a really, like in, in thinking of all the thoughts that you just talked about, Ashlyn, having those things kind of echo in my head separately from you, um, you know, is this real? Is he trying to trick us? Is he using Jesus? Like all this stuff. Um you know, I realized it's a very similar attitude to this secular, cynical sa- satire writer who I read who was like, eh, it's just Kanye's thing for now. And nothing is more Kanye than this. What else could we have expected? Um, it's, it's just as ridiculous as all the other things that he's done. And I was like, oh, like my perspective here of like, you know, this is just another Kanye thing or like, I didn't think that, but I was like, what if it's just another Kanye thing? Right. It rests in the same attitude as theirs is that like, totally. you can't have an attitude of Jesus is king that is not, um, I don't know, like you can say Jesus is king the same way that you can like say, I'm going to be president in 2020 and they hold the same weight um, in, in this secular world. And like, I believe in a world that is different from that, that I'm going to be president in 2020 can be an empty statement, but Jesus is King kind of can't be like an empty statement. So there's like some spiritual reality to the statement. And we say, I mean, we read in scripture that like, no one can call upon the name of Jesus. And then he says it in his album, there's power in the name, right? Go on. Right. And so this, I think then opens it up where, first of all, I think I was called out in the sense that like, you know what, if someone is experiencing a conversion, the authenticity of that conversion is something that I should pray for and have no business to yes, judging. Yes, exactly. Like, I exactly. have no business judging. If I know who Jesus is, and I know who I am, and I know what he's done to me, and I, like, prayed the Our Father once in my life, I think I can grasp that it's not, I might have some fear of, like, myself or somebody that I love, like, believing something that isn't true because Kanye has then developed some sort of like moral authority by putting out a gospel album and then he says something and then people believe it. I think that that is like a concern that you didn't address, Christina, that Mm -hmm. does come to mind. I still think that that's a temptation towards like lack of hope and lack of belief in who God is um, fundamentally at its core and that I can, what I should do if I have any sort of concern for like Kanye West's well-being is not to like put down his music or have some sort Mm -hmm. of doubt about some good thing that he's saying in this moment, but to like pray for his continued zeal. Um, Yes, exactly. And not be, think that I'm the judge of whether or not it's good. I think then like, okay, if we're looking at how do we approach art, whether it is quote unquote Christian or not, just any art where an artist is expressing themselves there. I mean, there are kinds of different, different things that people use song for but an artist could use song to express themselves to like call upon and meditate upon some truth 
or like in its purest form, song can be used to praise God. And I think that he does mm-hmm. all, all of those things. Yeah. He expresses himself and his ideas mm-hmm. in a way that people can identify with and understand. Um, there are just some things that just reflect experiences and meditate upon truth. And also in this album can be found like just upfront praises of who God is. Mm-hmm. And so when doing that, when approaching like an artist song, I need to like care for as a Christian, as a disciple myself for the soul of the artist that's made the work and not yeah. view myself as like their judge, but as their sister. That doesn't mean yeah. that I, then I also need to have like about myself an intellect, a well-formed intellect that God created in me to be able to identify like what is true and what is false. And that, yeah, I don't want to skip everyone's favorite close on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. calling out Chick-fil-A. That song isn't about Chick-fil-A, guys. Chick-fil-A is a metaphor. <laughs> I, can you tell me what the metaphor is for? Because I can't figure it out, and I don't know. I mean, you can maybe explain it to me. And t- Do you think it's a well-rendered metaphor? <laughs> I mean, I think that it's catchy. I think that it's, I like, agree. A recognizable. Okay, so, like, a pop culture reference, or just a cultural reference of Chick-fil-A as one of the very few businesses that has a lot of popularity among a lot of people, even if it's like, I feel like Chick-fil-A as a brand has like navigated a lot of the things that are culturally damnable and still people Mm -hmm. like, like to eat there and they're succeeding as a business. Um, but they are closed on Sunday. They are like a public witness of something that tons of people partake in. It's food that is closed on Sunday. So, um, closed on Sunday being like keeping the Lord stay holy, but also like you're my best thing, you're my number one. And I think that there's, like, that kind of, like, cutesy word play of you're my number one with the lemonade. Like, you're my number one being the truth there. And then, like, with the lemonade, it being, like, a combo meal at Chick-fil-A is, like, kind of the metaphor, the playfulness. Do you think he's talking style. to his family? Um, It's kind of hard because, like, just looking at it right now, it's at the beginning of a stanza, so that could be why it's a capital Y um, you and your. Um, so I'm not sure. Um... That's my only issue is that listening to the your, I'm like, who? And who? <laughs> yeah, I think that there's like a sense in this song that it is more about family, um, which is God? important. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't think like one of the clearest songs. I think it's like a bop, but out of all of them, it's not my yeah, favorite. Yeah, definitely a bop. Um, I mean, I will blast the second half when it goes, dun, dun, dun. Stand up for my home, and I just start yelling. I dropped something. Well, and (laughs) something that alone. Like the like, draw the line that's written in the sand. I'm like, I don't think that that's a well used biblical allusion. I think that that's alluding to a part um, in John chapter seven. Shoot, Um, but the interaction of Jesus and the woman caught in adultery. yeah, like, maybe there is that, like, Jesus drew this line or just wrote something in the sand and the Pharisees walked away from the woman. Ah. And there's this, like, protectiveness that he wants to emulate in the way that he leads his family. Ah. Um, And, yeah, again, I don't want to, like, judge Kanye. I also want to not say that because it's the way that Kanye uses scripture that it is actually the way that the scripture was intended and I think that there's a difference there that we we need to be accountable for as listeners um the song on God mm-hmm. never mind okay go on Kanye talks about his fame he talks about his money and there's some really interesting lines in here mm-hmm. um there's some things that he talks about like race he addresses his fame um he talks about himself, you know, like when I thought that, when I thought the book of Job was a job, the devil had my soul. I can't lie. Yeah. Um, but then he has some things at the end where that's why I char- charge the prices that I charge. I can't be out here dancing with the stars. No, I cannot <laughs> let my family starve. I go hard. That's not God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the one that I like as as your sister in Christ, Kanye. You what? don't what, have to cost that much for your family to starve. And yeah, like, no, literally. If, if, I'm sorry. Ru- no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-mm. That's like the... Like, so I mean, this is some calibration with reality. Yeah. This is the one thing that I think the... I don't, I don't know him, so I don't... In terms of 
relational discipleship. I'm not really capable of that. But as far as we've talked about uh, public admonishment, I do think that the the um, phenomenon of Sunday service and the phenomenon of the $100 Jesus is King sweatshirt is something that needs to be considered. Like I would, I would, I, it's very hard for me as a disciple to imagine charging something like that for something that had Jesus name on it and it's supposed to bring him glory. I just, and maybe God is telling him something I don't understand, but, um, as far as what we know about simplicity and and holiness, um, I have reason to believe that there's something there to be considered and possibly repented of. This is like a consideration that a lot of Christians like have to come to terms with. This is not just Kanye West and that, yeah, like the prosperity gospel isn't the gospel. I think that's what I was saying earlier in comments in questions that I have towards some things that Chance the Rapper says. Like, I'm very thankful that as a man in the hip hop, like in the hip hop genre and an artist, he talks about his faith, but Mm -hmm. God whether we think he is or not, just isn't a means to getting what we want. That Mm -hmm. isn't the reason to follow God. Mm -hmm. We follow God because he's worthy of being followed. He is the only one who is worthy of being followed. And And actually, he gave us the opportunity to follow him. That's not something that we deserved. It's not something he gave to us so he could give up, like, so we could have the things that we wanted. Yep. There is nothing to want but him. Mm Mm-hmm. And anything that isn't him is a lie. Yep. Um, and that can be a really hard thing to learn when we've been conditioned to believe something else. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to have compassion when we enter that conversation. And we have to have a lot of radical honesty with ourselves. Um, that yep. it's like, because there's like um, an assertion that like, I have to be wealthy in order to like keep my family safe isn't a reason yep. to throw out Kanye's music and say that he's not a Christian and he doesn't like celebrate the right. gospel in any part of this album. But I think it would also be foolish to mm-hmm. say like, Oh, that's true. Cause Kanye said it. Cause Kanye's not Jesus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I think can that... I just, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I just think like for me, my, one of my first reactions Sunday when somebody asked me about it was like, you know, I just, I hope that, you know, God's mercy showers down on him in such a way. And I don't know for certain that this is what he needs, but I have reason to believe it in such a way that he will be confronted with simplicity um, <laughs> in some way, you know? And um, like, I, I don't know if to me, when I look at that life, it just looks so difficult to be a Christian and to have so much. I don't know how, I don't know how it, it it's done and I've never tried to do it. So Maybe there's something that um, I don't understand, but like Jesus truly tells us that it is easy. Oh, actually, I do have thought about this, that it's easier um, for a camel to get through the eye of a needle, which is, i.e., impossible. That said, it's impossible without God, because God, if he wanted that camel to go through the eye of the needle, he could. But (laughs) like... Well, and I, I think don't know. It is a major possible yeah. to be holy and have wealth. Like there are saints who exactly were wealthy and never gave up it's their right. wealth. And that's that's like what I mean when I, I I bring it up to like or not bring it up. Um, but I think that I thought of that while I was trying to like reconcile. Well, who is it? Saint Elizabeth of Hungary. Is she super rich? Mm-hmm. Um, and this woman at the Augustine Institute who's very holy, but. Um, very rich and she hosted Mother Teresa and Mother Teresa like commended her on how she uses her wealth and stuff and it's like how do we reconcile that and I think it's that like with true experiences of God's um, endless grace like anything is possible that yeah the camel can get through the eye of the needle Um, but you should recognize that like you're walking perilous ground (laughs) when you chase wealth at least that's how I've sort of interpreted it for myself is like if I'm gonna go chase wealth then I'm walking I'm walking on ground that is dangerous well yeah like viewing wealth as a necessity ever um I think is is a watch out it's a yes 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 um it's so interesting though that the, the next track on the album i don't know if this is intentional or not um and maybe there's a way to find out someday but that's up to kanye 
um, <laughs> is everything we need. Um, yeah. Yeah. And my kids really like that one. Yeah. It's like one of my favorites. Um, but one of my favorite lines is in verse two, where it's, what if Eve made apple juice? You going to do what Adam do or say, babe, I, this is so hard to say out loud. Uh, or say, baby, let's put this back on the tree because we have everything we need. Um, that was so embarrassing. Ooh, that was a vulnerable ooh, moment, everyone. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> I think vocally that's just like so interesting. We're, anyway, we're not going to talk about that. Um, what if Eve made apple juice? Are you going to do what Adam do? Or you're going to say, like, and I thought that, like, this was, like, simple invitation to masculine leadership of, like, yeah, let's put us back on the tree because we have everything we need. I loved that. I was like, yeah, I had just <laughs> been talking with somebody about the whole Adam and Eve, Adam watching by idly um, when I listened to this. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I think that whether or not this was, like, an intentional, you know, like, I'm going to talk about my money and now I'm going to talk about everything we need. I don't know, I, you know, I have no idea where this guy is at, but yeah, like as a sister in Christ, I'm like, that's, that signals at the, like going in the right direction. And as a right. listener, exactly. that can also lead in a direction towards authenticity and truth. Yeah. Um, Amen. Um, yeah. And there's just, there's, it's still a little confusing, but what that song? Um, that's on. Yeah. I'm just like scrolling through lyrics and. I'm like, Ty Dollar Sign. He's the one that gets to <laughs> say that line. That's so fun. Um, the next song, Water. I only I listened to that one once and I never read the lyrics. Love. I love this song. Really? Um, <laughs> I do. Um, the storm may come, but we'll get through it because of your love. That is an explicitly capital Y, meaning God's love. Either way, we crash like water. Your love's water, pure as water. We are water like a, p- a pure-born daughter. And something that I think is so interesting. Okay, verse two is Kanye, and it's Jesus flow through us. Jesus heal bruises. Jesus clean the music. Jesus Beautiful. please use us. Jesus please help. Jesus please heal. Jesus please forgive. Jesus please reveal. Jesus give us strength. Jesus make us well. Jesus help us live. Jesus give us wealth. Jesus is our safe. <laughs> Jesus is our rock. Jesus give us grace. Jesus keep us safe. And okay. We laughed at the one line. We've talked about that yeah, enough. but it does not... Um, there are, like, 24 others. Th- this is, like, kind of this, like, prayer, this litany. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the artist who wrote I Love Kanye, where he made his own name Exactly. Exactly. And... It's crazy. I just thought that that was, like, so powerful of this turn. I mean, that is just, like, this, like, sign... That, again, we can't judge the interior, but, like, this outward sign of conversion that an artist yes. that once repeated their own name over and over and over again is now mm-hmm. repeating the name of Jesus. Amen. <sighs> That's spectacular. Yeah. And I don't miss the old Kanye. <laughs> I know. Me neither. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we can we can hold the thoughts about the... Well, maybe not. Yeah, I don't... I don't quite understand what the... I guess this is all just highlighted for me. Um, Secular culture is kind of obsession with building up an identity out of... um, And it's somebody's, like, entire life, um, if that makes sense. Like, everything that they've done. Like, they are the sums. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I Maybe... Gosh. I feel like looking at that quote, like, we're not the sum of of, um, our Our weaknesses and failures. failures. Our sins and failures. I don't know. Weaknesses, failures, yeah. things, whatever. I think it's sins and failures. We're not the sum of our sins and failures. We're the sum of the Father's love. We're the sum of the Father's love for us. So um, I think that quote, every time I heard it, I would kind of take it for granted and be like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, Girl Scouts taught me that I'm not my failures. <laughs> um, um, I mean, I didn't think that up until like yesterday or anything, but <laughs> um, it hit me in a new way when I looked at like this person and looking at like politicians and all this stuff where people... In, sec- in secular culture, it really is tempting to turn somebody into everything that they've done and really do, like you said, the good place um, and bad place, like add up 
how good and how bad they've been and if bad outweighs then doesn't matter where they are like that is that um same thing with politics you're not allowed to quote unquote flip-flop and it's so weird it's like do we actually want people to believe in truth or not um so i think i was really attuned to this when i saw people being like he he couldn't possibly think this and I it was one of the first things out of my students mouth like he couldn't possibly be real in this because look at everything he's done in his past and I was like guys like does Jesus change our lives or not and they were like yeah I guess he does and I was like so couldn't he do that to Kanye like don't we want that to happen for Kanye and they were like I don't know I guess and they were still so resistant it was crazy like because they've joined this sort of like either you're a Kanye fan or you're an anti-Kanye person and like you align yourself with one of them mm-hmm. and most of them were sort of anti and they're just like he's just crazy he's just you whatever stand or you cancel yeah you're exactly. stand until you cancel him. someone and and um I don't know it was just sort of like this interesting opportunity to be like yeah guys like what if you know what if Jesus actually converted Kanye like is that not a testament to <laughs> I don't want to be bad at, like, Judge Kanye, but, yeah, exactly. Like, he was one of the only people in the world who would truly, like, walk up uninvited and say, I'm going to run for president and, like, make a litany of his name. Like, it was one, like, a really a, a model of hubris if we can, if we can, um, I don't know, name what we saw of him however many years ago. Um, and exactly, like, what would people, wise people say when they would watch that? Oh pray for pray for people like that and you you're exactly right so often we pray for these public figures and we never see anything but then when it happens we're like uh, like yeah you know everybody yeah it's either uh, probably not real or you know everybody goes through phases like all these different things and it's like no grace is real like look how beautiful this is sorry I'm just continuing to... I mean, it's like... Okay, so the next song of the album, and it's relevant to this. I'm like, yeah. this is kind of a fun little journey. Um, God is... This I is love like, this one. This is the song of praise. I love Talking it. about who God is and only talking about self in relation to like what has, God has done. I love and this song. And God's glory manifested in the self. And... We've had, like I said, like these different types of songs. This, this is, yeah, like a beautiful praise from, I think, from somebody's heart. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so interesting. And a friend of mine shared with me, like, while they were listening to this song, it was like the first time, like, those thoughts really started to creep in of like, yeah, but is this real? And there was a mm-hmm. line that I'm not going to say from a song from Life of Pablo. Um which is also just kind of ironic, you know, like Pablo, Paul, like kind mm-hmm. of like the anti-Christian to a mm-hmm. Christian. Anyway, um, yeah, this like line that was like really just disgusting, kind of like haunting my friend and listening to this song. It's like, what is this? You know, could this be real? And then we go to the track Hands On, mm-hmm. where you know, told the devil that I'm going on strike, uh, but working for him my whole life. Yeah. Said, I'm going to do a gospel album. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me. Make it feel like nobody loved me. Mm-hmm. My friend told me that like that cut him to the heart, but that like, also cut me to the heart that like, if Christians turn their back on anybody, anybody, it is kind of like saying that nobody loves them. Hmm. Keep going. Like, I never really took that that very seriously, but it's like, hmm. I believe that I want to live a life that is aligned with God's will. That's yeah. my mission in life, is to do God's will on earth. And I am actively rejecting you and saying that you are wrong and that you are bad. And yeah. Christians get a lot of crap for yeah, like, well. hate the sin, love the sinner. But that's kind of the only way that it can go sometimes. Because sin is like hateful. It's detestable. Yes. We have to reject it. But we can never reject the sinner. And I know that that is so, so hard to grasp. But I think it's really something to ponder. That if we believe that, like, our mission and what we want to do, what we're actively striving toward is for God's will to be done on earth. And we reject somebody. It doesn't mean that God's rejecting him. But that's kind of what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. So you're saying that because our belief is that... Because we're publicly 
living this mission out of doing God's will. That if we reject a person for their sin or for other reasons, then that communicates, I, who try to do God's will, don't love you, therefore God doesn't love you, which means that anybody's love doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. I don't think anyone's really cognizant, like cognitively thinking that. No, of but course. I think that that kind of is like what it implies to somebody. Yeah. Regardless of how deeply you disagree with them, I think that that really needs to be an examine for how we talk about people who we have problems with, whose beliefs we have problems with. And it's not just like trying to give lip service to, oh, yeah, I think that they're fine, but also I think that their soul is black as the way mm-hmm. I'd like to drink my coffee or whatever quippy thing that we think we're so smart. Um, and the song, Hands On, um, mm-hmm. like... I'm taking to mean like laying on hands, like intercessory prayer. Um, mm. mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, the second verse, I deserve all the criticism you got. If that's the all the love you have, that's all you got. To sing of change, you think I'm joking. To praise his name, you ask what I'm smoking. Yes, I understand your reluctancy, but I have a request you see. Don't throw me up. Lay your hands on me. Please pray for me. Wow. Spectacular. And then I my mean, favorite. Honestly. This is so good. Use this gospel featuring Clips and Kenny G. This is my song. Love this song. <laughs> I love um, this song. Use this gospel as a weapon. It's a hard road to heaven. Call on your blessings. My roommate can totally hear me right now. This is the best. So I, I dug deep into this song, but pretty much for anyone, if you really want to know... What I found out, you can find that out on Genius Lyrics because that's where I found it out from. But okay. um, I'll just say some of my standout moments. Um, they give you Wraith talk. I give you Faith talk. Wraith being like an expensive car. They like flaunt their mm-hmm. possessions and everything. I'm giving you Faith talk. And what really stood out to me about this line is that there's like this really gruff um, like voice that No Malice is using. Like he's he's hard, but he lightens up vocally and he says, I give you faith talk. And I just thought mm-hmm. that it's like so beautiful. I just listened to it. It stuck out to me. And then we have Kenny G who I would make fun of, who I think he's like listening is lame. And then he just like shreds it. And if you're a saxophonist and you know what good saxophone actually sounds like, and it's not this, like, please correct me. That happens for me sometimes vocally, but I just love it. I just want to pump up. I want to like, repent of my sins i want to go proclaim the gospel and i want kenny g to like back me up did i ever tell you about the time that kenny jean was on my airplane you know what i think you did and that just means so much more to me today than it meant that other day you know what yeah it never meant much to me either (laughs) but here we are Just... He was so funny. He was looking around at everybody as he walked onto the airplane and he was like nodding at them and everybody had the same reaction like as he walked away going like I feel like I know that guy. Who is that? He has these curls. And then we all realized who it was. But then in the overhead compartment he put not only a soprano sax but also an alto sax and a tenor sax. He had three carry-ons and then and he played them all with such virtuosity. Um, yeah, he did. And he played all the songs that you never knew you wanted to be just ripped on by a saxophone. Um, I just thought that that was like the least expected feature that I most wanted. Mm-hmm. That I didn't. And know. you know what's interesting is I think that the cynical internet is really coming for this song just for that, just for Kenny G and putting together. Who are these people? Um, uh, okay, clip, this is what clips. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm not saying it right. I am a poser. I get it. You don't have yeah, tell me that I'm a poser, but I kinda am. But okay. Push a T and the other guy whose no name malice. is No Malice are brothers. They're actually brothers. Oh. And okay. they have done a lot of drugs. Wow. And gotten busted. So, you know, that's what a lot of these things are talking about. Wow. A life of prodigality. Amen. Heavy drug use. They sang a different tune with the slammer closed. From the concrete grew a rose. Yes. Um, which I learned from Genius Lyrics. I wanted to play it off like I knew this. I don't. From Genius, it told me. That's also a reference to Tupac. 
And, you know, shout out Jennifer Fulweiler, who also mm-hmm. has a much bigger podcast than us, um, had a huge conversion to intercessory prayer, praying for a Tupac soul. So wow. maybe well, there Tupac's you go. interceding up here. Wow. That's so, um, but yeah, that like, this is one of them that yeah, there was this, um, yeah, cynical little quip. It was like some website had a bunch of their writers, like write their initial reactions or like initial answers to like different to questions about the album and they were like yeah it makes sense that i don't know what it, what their exact words were something like yeah it makes sense that kanye's most recent addition to pop culture is a gospel song featuring him clips and kenny g like this is what we've all uh been waiting for something you know um sarcastic like that and just like totally writing off the um, reality of the gospel truths being communicated. So uh, our our internet just disconnected, but Ashley and I just kind of went over the sarcasm of the internet about Kenny G clips and Kanye all on the same song and feeling like that's a reason to write off everything else. You know, I think that less than a year after the theme of the Met Gala was camp, and we can't embrace Kenny G being on this track. I think we're talking <laughs> out of both sides of our mouth. Amen. That's real Sister. flip-flopping. That's the problematic kind of flip-flopping. Flip-flopping as a way to diss someone's conversion, not so great. Thinking whatever and changing your opinion with your mood of the day or whatever's popular, whatever you think is going to get you the most likes. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-hmm. Amen. I love that song. Use this gospel as a weapon. And then we just finish it with Jesus is Lord. Yeah, he is. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, Jesus is Lord. Those are the only lyrics. There you go. And that's all you need. And so, yeah, this is a cool thing that happened. After all that, I think that that's my conclusion paragraph. This is a cool thing that happened. Yeah, I mean, it is. And, And you know what? This is like one thing I want to, I kind of asked my kiddos, they were my sort of cultural litmus test for this whole thing. (laughs) Um, A lot of them were just like, you know, I mean, I don't know, I wouldn't listen to this. Can we listen to God's Plan by Drake? And I was like, what? Like, what, what is it about God's Plan by Drake that you like? I don't know. He like, I don't know. He talks about like, I don't know, real life. I was like, oh, like what? Um, But it's this, um preference for that which is not elevated number one um perhaps more comfortable I don't know um but then from there I was sort of like well I don't know they don't hate Christian music I was like so what about the music I usually play during class where you guys are doing stuff like the hell song the Lauren Dangle all these different people like what about them and they were like oh no I like that and I was like well like so why is Kanye not allowed to do this why is it that and, and somebody was like well he's like rapping it and these are not like little like I don't know, like, East Coast rich white kids who, like, hate rap music to the begin with. Not that all East Coast because rich white kids hate. Yeah, they, like, they, they like, it it because their parents do. Yeah, like, this is not that. Because their parents hate it or hate it. This is not that demographic. Understand. These are kids that like rap music. Um, and it's not that I expected them to love Kanye's album because of that, like, um, or anything like that. Um, but I was curious about their response, and it, and it was interesting that it kind of, it was this like, well, you don't rap about God. You know what I mean? And uh, unless it's in his story, the musical, where it's also a musical. Um, <laughs> it's really cheesy. You can be a good rapper and rap about God. Yeah, exactly. You have to do it slowly while you're, you know, acting something out with fabric as an ocean. Um, <laughs> anyways, so, um, but yeah, so I kind of was just like, I don't know, guys, like, I'm not going to give you an answer on that one. Because at the end of the day, I think, I didn't say this to them, but I do think that that recognition is something that requires maturity that is maybe beyond their years. Um, but maybe not. Anyhow, so, but I was like, I'm not going to lecture you about it, but it is worth thinking about. Why is it that hip hop is not a form that's allowed to praise God in some of our perspectives? Um, and can we change that? Um, yeah. yeah. I personally felt, I, I mean, I don't know. Sorry, Sufjan has not dropped new music other than this, um, like, accompaniment or collaboration with the New York City Ballet that I really don't enjoy. So Sufjan hasn't given us new things for a little bit. Um, Me Without You is ending as an active band. 
2020, so we're mourning that. I have been bopping for the past week to um, the new Hillsong album, and uh, as of yesterday, Jesus is King, and I have a feeling that those two things are going to persist in my car for a little while. (laughs) So here we are. And I think that, you know, if it is not your preference or... Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that it's, it's just not something you want to listen to. That's totally. You should see fun. her face, you guys. Don't <laughs> yeah, don't feel obligated to like something just because it is interesting to somebody else. But don't feel obligated not to like it just because you're wondering what someone's motivations are. Discern like what actually is true. I think that um, after lots of listens and taking a look, I. And more convicted than I was the onset of starting to listen to this album that I am not the judge of souls and I'm thankful for that takeaway mm-hmm. um, that that the battle for souls is actively happening mm-hmm. and that our prayer and participation and belief that like God is with us God is for us and God can and desires to use us to bring people to him um, that that is something that I believe is true and I believe with more zeal and that um yeah maybe the most effective thing I can do to proclaim the gospel to the people I know isn't to send them Jesus is King Kanye West's new album with no mm-hmm. explanations and no in conversation say like right. okay that's the same mm-hmm. no this is not the word of God this is an artist's expression and what he's decided to do and what he thinks is worth his time is to create gospel music and I hope that that is for good reasons but in the meantime I'm glad to have you know something to reflect on something that's rhythmically interesting something that is yes like it's creative it's not linguistically it's in many ways yeah, yeah. and um, even I don't know I per- personally I find it sonically creative in a lot of ways too oh yeah um and that's that's what I've got yeah yeah it's um honestly it is facilitating love for me facilitating praise and love of god um saint Teresa of Lisieux tells us like to pray like use that which disposes you to love and if i want not to say that i'm going to replace my contemplative prayer with <laughs> you can't do any, you can't replace contemplative prayer because it doesn't come from you anyway go on okay thank you um what was i saying sorry um um oh but if i want to be drawn to love god in the car while i'm driving which i do then this is something that um that can help me do that and it's um i think writing it off for any reason for me given that fact that it's drawing me to love of god which is an ultimate purpose of my life Sounds good to me. I shouldn't need anything else. Anything else between Kanye and God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we can all just nice. keep praying for him. Uh, I'm so grateful because I left the conversation with the seventh graders feeling like <laughs> I let their, their opinions affect me. I was like, man, why did I not understand that they hated this so much? <laughs> I mean, they didn't hate it, but they were definitely like, I don't know. It's just interesting. That whole... 12 year old mindset of like yeah jesus is great also my favorite song is billy eilish good girls go to hell and i hate the song jesus is lord and you're like okay. <laughs> you're just trying to discover your preferences right now oh, and man. you're like prayer works for kanye it can work for you <laughs> hey, you know i think it's true yeah oh man well i already shared the thing that was exploding my soul um, well, I mean, it was that quote. From- yeah, I think I was going to go real simple this week and say that the uh, part of the Hillsong album. So tracks to listen to would be, what is it? Breath of God or something like that. Breath, something with the word breath in it. Um, but the real, the real bop for me on that album is Bright as the Sun. I just, it stirs my soul. I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah. One more. Sorry, I know this is annoying. One more thing that's rocking me. This retreat that I staffed, it was like a parish retreat about the Holy Spirit. And it was just beautiful watching over the course of 24 hours. Mostly boomers. Mostly baby boomers. Mm -hmm. Like old men 
standing in the front of a congregation with their arms raised in praise. Love it. Like laying hands, praying for each other. I was like, excuse me? Revival folks. Somebody pray for me. Amen. Um, so thank you for making it through my recitation of Kanye lyrics. I'm yeah. sorry that I'm not a better rapper. And thank you for listening to this episode of A Place Within. If you like what you heard, please go ahead and share this with someone who you think would enjoy it. Um, if you're feeling so inclined, give us a rating on iTunes. That would help us out a great deal. And thanks so much for our listeners that have emailed us recently. Um, we Amen. are excited to reply to your emails. And if you would like to email us, you can do that at apwpodcast.gmail.com. You can also follow us on, on Instagram at apwpodcast. Amen. That's all I got. I think that's all my little... Ashlyn, that was amazing. Thank you for reading genius lyrics. (laughs) I did not. As maybe was clarified this episode. Alright. Peace out.